0: hello and welcome to the film pulse podcast this is episode number 487 my name is adam patterson with me today we've got kevin rickstraw hey kevin hey
1: how's it going
0: uh going pretty well how about you
1: yeah not too bad nice nice nice
0: this week on the show we'll be taking a look at bad things which is streaming now on shutter we'll also be going over we're watching on the watch list and this week's new releases in theaters, VOD, and Blu-ray. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, n- new Save by the Nineties. We're going to be recording that this week, so it should be dropping soon. Hopefully, we're doing Amblin' films. Yeah, uh, I'm very excited for this because we're doing some that that I was I'm I'm very familiar with. Arachnophobia being one of them. That's one of my all-time favorites. I love that movie so much we're covering that one, but we're also covering a couple that are like a little bit more obscure, like Noises Off from Peter Bogdanovich. And there's one I think called The Trigger Effect, which like I'm not even familiar with at all. And then the fourth one we're gonna be doing is Joe versus the Volcano. So very excited, very excited for that. Uh, With that, let's go ahead and get into bad things. This is written and directed by Stuart Thorndike. I have a synopsis here. A group of friends go to a hotel for a weekend getaway and soon discover that women do bad things here. Uh okay, all right. Um, we'll start with you, Kevin. What were your initial impressions of bad things?
1: Um, uh, yeah, uh, this is i I was worried that this was going to be something. That I'm all too familiar with movie-wise, you know, which is, is she crazy? Mm-hmm. Are these things real? Yeah. And wow, it is that the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. the whole thing is that. And I was just like, I I don't, I just don't care. Because not only is it that, but so much of this, until it starts, it starts posing that question. It's just nothing happening. Yeah. Just absolutely nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very inconsequential movie. Like, there's, I mean, let me let me retract that a little bit. Things do have consequences at the end, but the do they though? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess (laughs) who knows? I don't know. Like the the, I just didn't think there was much here. I didn't find this to be very much of substance. Like, I didn't particularly like any of the characters. I didn't think that the characters had much personality. Uh, I thought that they were all pretty grating, um, which is a shame because I do like the actors involved here. Most of whom I've, I haven't seen before Gail Rankin. Obviously I've seen her in a bunch of stuff and I thought that she does it. She does a really good job in this role, but her character I found to be very annoying. And I think the other characters I found to be kind of annoying as well. And, where it goes it's just it just feels like there's just not enough here um the kind of surreal horror moments as it were amount to really nothing and like it's not that creepy like i I, like the 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 joggers like i think that that's supposed to be creepy maybe but it's it's not really and then like even the scenes that are supposed to like really kind of stick out for you, like the scene when she goes into the like dining room area and there's those people, like there's like no impact there. And I think that this is a movie that is obviously heavily influenced by the shining, which is probably never a good thing for a movie to, to like have that much influence from the shining because there's just no way you could ever uh, you know, you y- you can't stack up against something like that, but it's impossible. At least for me, it was impossible not to compare the two. Oh, yeah, no,
1: it is. It's completely impossible.
0: I will also say though, one thing I did like was the hotel itself. Like, I I really liked the look of the hotel. Uh, I thought I thought that the the setting uh, was quite good. I like movies that take place in kind of rough looking hotels like this um so that i think it it at least had that going for it but that was really where the extent of my enjoyment for this movie where it ended (laughs) everything else i thought was just so kind of nothing it was just nothing
1: just uh, yeah it's just absolute nothing and it, it. To kind of piggyback off of your point of like the characters, it kind of being, you know, for the most part, irritating or grating. It, it's another prime example of like within the first, gosh, I don't know, like five seconds, you know, my immediate thought is why are you guys friends? Yeah, like, I know you, you, you clearly seem to hate each they other. Hate like, every- why are you friends? They
0: all hate each other. And even like the one. The one that they bring, the other the other two were like, why'd you even bring her? And like it's like everybody seems to hate each other from the very beginning. Yeah. None of them seem to get along at all. Even the ones that are in a relationship with each other. And it's like yeah. why why are you going through this? Just, just leave. <laughs> just, just just leave. Get, yeah. Just leave. Also Am I mistaken? Did I miss something? Because it the opening scene was them arriving in a truck. Right? Like they were they were pulling up yeah. in a truck. What happened yeah. what happened to the truck? Because for the whole time they're like, Oh, we gotta get an Uber. Oh, there is no Uber. Like, did what happened to the truck? Did I mean I might have missed a, something I mean, there, but
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I don't remember what happened to the truck.
0: The other thing I liked was that a, a CPAP mask played a big role in this in this movie. <laughs> Shout outs to my uh to my uh, CPAP wearers out there. Oh that's right. You wear a CPAP. I do, that's not right. not not like the one that's in this movie, but I do wear one. I wear Incredible. the I, I got I rock the the nasal pillows, which is just like a little thing that goes under your nose. It's not like the full on mask. Yeah.
1: I don't know what the fuck that is. Nasal pillow.
0: Yeah, there's so, just like these little gel. Because, these little. Well, okay.
1: Let's, let's just let me say this: is that okay? I'm seeing them now, but the idea of me learning about a nasal pillow is far more enticing than talking about the movie
0: Bad Things from 2023. <laughs> yeah. That gives you any idea? Yeah. Let's just talk about CPAP supplies <laughs> instead of <laughs> bad things this is just a world that i'm not familiar with it it was it, it was, yeah. was kind of weird too like when like the one scene where she's like i tried on your mask and yeah that's fucked up why and she's like what are you, like, a what, are you to- what are you do?" it's like why would you do that <laughs> oh just weird and then like also there was like a whole thing where she had the cpap on but she was like Getting up and like talking and stuff like you don't do that like you just turn it off because it's blasting air through your nose it's it's so it's hard to like talk while it's on.
1: Well, I maybe that's part of the movie. Does she even
0: need a CPAP machine? Ooh, well, I don't know. She's making it up. Well, I do. I mean, I, I do love that. Was <laughs> sorry. At one point, there's like a slasher. There's like a slasher element to this movie. Um, I hey. I, I remember when I when I was when I first looked this up on letterbox, I saw somebody mention Texas chainsaw massacre. And I'm like, I was like well over halfway through this movie. And I'm like, I do not see Texas chainsaw at all in this. And then when the, the, the killing started, I was like, okay, well, I, I mean, I still don't really see it. There's, there's a chainsaw involved, but I would not compare it to that movie at all. But I do yeah. like the, the, the fact that the killer wore the CPAP hose <laughs> as like, their hockey mask, you know, <laughs> like that was their version of the hockey mask as a fucking CPAP thing. Uh, oh, man.
1: man. And, and, you know, later on in this movie, I can't remember exactly when, but, you know, they start kind of uh, broaching that topic of like, are you just imagining these things? Are these things really happening? And, I mean, I was kind of checked out by the time that came around but as soon as that came about i just i grabbed my time card <laughs> slid it into the machine and i punched <laughs> that shit as hard as possible uh,
0: yeah because I,
1: like, I am fucking done and especially with like the end like I, it makes no fucking sense no I, it makes no sense and i just don't care like when you do that kind of stuff i just i don't care
0: i feel I like don't. I feel like you really have to earn that. If you're going to go with, with that, you really got to earn it. And I feel like this movie just didn't, it just didn't do a good job of, of doing that. Like you, you don't care about the characters enough to make a determination about like, Oh, maybe, maybe she is crazy. And like, wait a minute, if she's crazy, then how did the other girl like see all that other stuff too? And like, well who yeah. who really was the masked killer and you know what yeah. did, did did she do well you know what happened with her mom did she and also like i saw the the trailer for this and it was talking about like a superstar performance from molly ringwald and i'm like dude mm-hmm. she was in this movie for like two scenes are you kidding me yeah like Come on. Mo- molly ringwald is great don't get me wrong uh, and I think yeah, she, not, I, I think what you she, have to give her pretty praise exactly you know? like yeah her performance in this is good but I don't think you could like highlight it because it is literally like one one major scene and then like you know the recorded scenes and stuff but like she's not a major player in this. So don't go seeing this movie thinking that you're going to get a tour de force from Molly Ringwald because she's basically yeah. absent <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Highly disappointed.
0: Yeah, so this is the same director that did Lyle, which I I I remember not liking Lyle. Uh, at least I don't think I did. Um, but I barely remember that movie. I remember bits and pieces of it, but that's pretty much it. So yeah man, I I don't know, like I just I am not into bad things. It is just not my jam. So No,
1: absolutely not. This I had a great Saturday otherwise. Oh, well, that's good. But this chunk of watching this movie was just like, wow. I wasted a part of my day.
0: <laughs> I saw a pretty cool movie uh right before this, so was, oh, I, I you
1: know, saw a cool-ass movie after this. I can't wait to fucking talk about it.
0: <laughs> well, let's go ahead and, and uh, give this thing a score. I'm at like a two on this. Yeah, I'm a one. All right, that's bad things. Uh, if you if you care to give it a look, it's on Shudder, but I just can't. Yeah, I can't <laughs> recommend it. Um, uh, let's move on talk about some of what we've been watching. Kevin... It is your turn this week, so why don't you get us started? Okay.
1: Lawnmower Man. (laughs) The lawnmower man. The one
0: and only lawnmower man. Not to be confused with The Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace. Oh,
1: I'm watching that next weekend, motherfucker. Tell me that right now.
0: Uh, That one is, I'll tell you right now, that one is far worse. Far worse than the first one.
1: Just want to say um, that this might be the most ludicrous and just outright ridiculous thing I've ever seen in terms of a movie. Like this is just fucking batshit insane. Between the story, the story is is nuts in itself but the uh, the cgi or the computer effects or whatever the fuck you want to call it, i don't even know what the fuck it is i've never seen this shit before <laughs> i don't know what it is it's technically <laughs> it's some, it, is, like, it is cg it's, it's cg but but, yeah, I, I feel like it's one of those things that like it's one of the like missing links that if you weren't a part of it you know like i never experienced like beta tapes or whatever the fuck you know so i just i like i have no experience with them this is just something that i've never seen before and i was just like oh shit! this is like in the history of the world like i didn't know that
0: <laughs> it's like it's like uh it's like reboot like what ryan always says when he compares bad cg to the show reboot
1: dude and the fact that this movie starts with that cg in this virtual reality world that looks nothing like why why are you making virtual reality look like this it doesn't make any (laughs) sense and the fact that it's a chimp a chimpanzee that's in it Mm -hmm. and he's being forced to murder and he doesn't seem that happy about it in the vr world and then outside of the vr world he's like well fuck! i'm gonna try and get out and kill people and like that's your introduction to this world and what this story is and i just i was so completely lost for like the first five seven minutes because i'm just like i i don't is this a movie about a chimp
0: i don't understand what is this i just love the. i I love the title i just love that it's called the lawnmower man what a title and and he is he's literally is a lawnmower man yeah
1: and he takes that shit seriously his lawnmower is incredible although the job that it does kind of looks really shitty, unless their lawns are just really shitty. I don't know where these people are living, but their lawns look like shit. Just some wispy ass grass <laughs> get mulched up. Oh, crab just grass. Is, and it's just, uh, just a, you know, there's no like safety mechanism on that bad boy. But then you know he gets picked to be because he's simple. God made him simple. Science is going to make him a god now and whose science pierce brosnan
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's going to turn him into god which he does success cha-ching. no money though he makes him into god and i love that he's like man i kind of miss doing the lawn thing so one of my powers is going to be vr telepathic i guess
0: sort of lawnmower yeah.
1: man <laughs> pretty much yeah where his mouth is the lawnmower blades
0: mm-hmm. and he
1: mulches the guy's brain mm-hmm. just mulches and you, you don't know whatever happened. Like, no one's ever going to know what happened to that guy. But we know, which is insane to me. I saw a computer animated head with old school, like, Amish blades, lawnmower blades, as a mouth and just mulched his brain. And then he turns other people into, like, bouncy balls. The bees. I, can't, I forgot about the bees. Oh, yeah. Fucking bees. Like, electronic radioactive nuclear bees. Just holy shit. This was just, I had so much fun. I just wanted you to know how much fun I had. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can,
0: I can imagine it's, it's, it's out of control. We, um, I think we reviewed this on say by the nineties back in the day. And I think I also made a video to, to accompany it. And I talked about this movie along with the lawnmower man video games.
1: Oh that's right. I like think a... I do vaguely remember that. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Yeah,
0: there... this movie is just it's wild, man. Dude, I I I like revisiting this movie. I love 90s cyberspace movies. I think that there's not that many of them, but man, the ones that are out there hit so hard and oh, this dude. is this is definitely dude. one of the best. He fucking hacks into the network node.
1: <laughs> yeah fucking lawnmower man's trying to get like he's trying to upload himself yep to it and he does and then you see him (laughs) the end is bonkers just pierce brosner and a fucking gyroscope just flinging around Mm -hmm. all over the place just screaming curling up in a ball while he's spinning gyrating yeah
0: which doesn't really make sense the whole like uh I feel I feel like they just wanted to include one of those things because they were like really popular attractions in the 90s. At least from what I remember as a kid, like they they always had one of those things at like every every fair and you oh, yeah, know, 100%. Every, every attraction you get the gyroscope
1: thing. Dude, this is I mean, I watched this after bad things, so I think that played into it. It gets that bump, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dude, but oh my God, I just, I fucking love this so much. Just so much. It's so terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and it also has that Stephen King vibe to it as well. Which you know, I didn't like,
1: realize that it's Stephen King. Yeah. So I just, put the log it, I had no idea.
0: It, it has that kind of small town, you know, New England vibe. So, I, like, I feel like it does. There's actually a documentary coming out very soon about Stephen King movies, and I wonder. I mean, I'm sure that they'll talk about the Longmore Man in it. Oh, you have to.
1: If you don't. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. But man, I
1: just also love that Pierce Brosnan's girlfriend, wife, I don't know, just leaves him <laughs> like in the beginning, and he's just like,
0: he's like, okay, oh, he's like cool with it. He's yeah. like, all right, well, back to work. Well, <laughs> I'm on the verge of a breakthrough. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Simple so that...
1: main do genius through the application of computer science.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's it, it's so clearly written by someone who has like no concept of like technology whatsoever, too, which is great. Oh yeah. Now I, I can't. To be clear, like I'm talking about the movie script, not like I don't know what this is based on as far as like if it's a short story from King like I don't know what the what that is I haven't read the book or the original story so Uh, yeah so that's the Lawnmower Man that's on Tubi and Voodoo free so it looks like you can watch it for free on Voodoo as well so yeah you can check it out on there Uh, I saw Gonjiem Haunted Asylum from 2018 this is a uh, South Korean film directed by Young Bum Sheik. This is a found footage horror movie about a, a team of ghost hunters who are doing a live stream and they're going into this like famously haunted asylum. And guess what? Things go horribly wrong and they get oh. attacked by the, the spirits, the angry spirits that are within the asylum. This is a uh, pretty solid found footage style film. Um, I, I'm not a huge fan of found footage. I believe that I've made that known multiple times on here. I've seen a million found footage movies, but uh, every now and then there's one that I'll see that I'm like, okay, yeah, that was pretty solid. And this is one of them. There's some very creepy moments in it. It Takes about 48 minutes to get going. Um, One thing that I want, I feel like I need to note moving forward with found footage is how long it takes to get going. Cause that's mm-hmm. like one of the big things with found footage, you know, like they're most of them are famously like slow burns, which is fine. Like that's not a, not, not a huge problem. As long as the buildup is entertaining. This buildup is pretty entertaining, pretty engaging. So you, you do stay. It's easy to st- stick with it in that first 48 minutes before the shit kind of hits the fan. The whole kind of hook here is that it's a team of six people and or I guess it's seven uh, and the three of them are like kind of new new volunteers that they get to go on this like expedition and what they don't know is that most of this stuff is staged so they were planning like the producers of the show were planning on faking all of this stuff but then, of course, real things start to happen and everything goes to shit. Um, so, yeah, creepy imagery. They do a pretty good job of m- keeping the shaky cam slash, uh, you know, things that are out of focus or, or too too zoomed in, too close, or the digital, uh, you know, pixelation and all that stuff. They keep that to a minimum in this, which I appreciate, There's a ton of cameras involved in this because it is supposed to be like a live stream. You have each person has two GoPros, one facing them, one facing away from them as a POV. And then on top of that, you have like security cameras mounted. And then you also have like two people with like actual DSLR cameras who are filming. So they're able to get lots of angles and things so that you can actually see what's going on most of the time. Uh, which I appreciated. It's it, it's just kind of interesting because I saw this um, like a week after I saw The Outwaters, which is another found footage horror film that pretty much does the the exact opposite of everything I just said. Where most of The Outwaters, you just can't see a goddamn thing, and it's so far zoomed in that it's like, who who like why are you even filming this? Because with The Outwaters, it was supposed to be like making a documentary or whatever. I think they were supposed to be shooting a music video or something. And it was like, what kind of person shoots like this where you're like, the framing is so awful that you can barely see anything. And it's zoomed so far in that it's just like a blob. It's like, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. yeah. And this, this movie does a pretty good job of that. So I could give it a light recommend. Uh, I saw this on shutter. It looks like it is on Tubi as well. Um, That's Gondium Haunted Asylum from 2018. Experience the horror is the tagline. It's pretty pretty freaky, but it's not like. I've seen scarier found footage. Let's put it that way. Gotcha. Uh,
1: I watched Vesper from last year.
0: This Ah, is a
1: sci-fi movie. Vesper.
0: I was kind of curious about this one.
1: Well, I'm here to tell you that the story itself is, eh, I mean, it's okay. It's not great. It, it drags here and there. But what I will say is in terms of like sci-fi world building, this movie is fucking incredible. That's
0: kind of what I was thinking with, uh, after seeing the trailer of this one, I was like, okay, this looks like they're doing some serious world building.
1: Dude, this is absolutely nuts. So much of the landscape of this movie is incredible. Uh so many different organisms. Like, you know how like some movies, they'll do like a little bit of world building and it'll be relatively impressive. But then, you know, it's like, oh, actually, 80% of this movie is going to take place inside of buildings. You know, they just right, have yeah. like, a brutalist look to it this does not do that this is like constantly outdoors breathing trees just bizarre organisms out and about just wild things happening uh there's like an action sequence towards the end where the the main character vesper she's a 13 year old girl she does biohacking she biohacks stuff Mm. and uh she creates all these organisms she has this like little garden she's kind of being chased and she has these they're like like ornamental grass they're red and she's like oh don't touch the grass because if you touch them it like shoots out insects like bullets Hmm. and they're kind of like fireflies they just burn right through you they're that hot and it's just it looks incredible it just like all of it looks way better than you would think it would look going into a movie like this like I was not prepared for how well the effects work, the world building, just the creativity, all of those aspects to this movie. I was not prepared for it to be as well done as it is.
0: Well, I'm definitely going to have to check this out now. I was I was yeah. curious before, but yeah, now.
1: Like in terms of like sci-fi, you know, like the effects and world building stuff, like I mean,
0: goddamn, this is up there. Nice. Nice. Looks like it's on Hulu. Yes, it is. Cool. Check that out. Vesper. Uh, the only other one that I'll mention was Sympathy for the Devil. This came out a couple weeks ago on VOD. It's directed by Yuval Adler, and it stars Nicolas Cage and Joel Kinnaman. Uh, the, the premise here is Joel Kinnaman is headed to the the hospital. His wife is about to give birth, and... When he gets into the, the the hospital parking garage, before he gets a chance to to get out of his car, Nicolas Cage hops in the back seat and says, "Drive," and holds a gun up to him. And mm-hmm. so, what you have here is Nicolas Cage telling Joel Kinnaman to be like dr- to drive around, and the the whole movie is like sort of a cat and mouse type game where you're trying to figure out why Nicolas Cage chose Joel Kinnaman's character. Was it random? Cause he seems to know him at the beginning, but you're not really sure what's going on. Joel Kinnaman of course is like, dude, who are you? You have the wrong guy. I'm just trying to get to the hospital to be with my wife while she gives birth. And, um, you know, it, it's not very good. It plays out exactly how you would expect. Uh, the the only thing that I'll say about it is that the, the director clearly just told Nicolas Cage to just go wild because this is full on unadulterated, no holds barred Cage here. He is nuts in this movie, like for no reason, for no reason. The things that he says, the way that he acts, he has this really weird, like, Bostonian accent. I I th- I think it's from Bo- a, a Boston accent. He's got this bright red hair. Uh he is like I mean this is 100% crazy Nick Cage. So if you are feeling like man, I could use some crazy Cage, this one is definitely crazy Cage. Uh he he goes wild in this one. He's like killing people, he's like singing, he's like singing and dancing and screaming and like talking about all kinds of weird stuff. um so yeah, this is definitely crazy Nick Cage. The movie itself uh is ugly. I do not like the the color palette. It's one of those movies where everything is kind of neon looking, and I just don't I just don't like that like I don't like the look of it if you see the poster. Like if you look on Letterboxd, uh, the little header thing and then the poster kind of gives you an idea of what the movie mm-hmm. looks like, and I just don't like that color palette at all. Uh, no,
1: it looks like um, when everyone's trying to go for um, fuck is his name, Wine Revan. Yeah, knock off, You know what I mean? Yep,
0: yep. And that's kind of how this is too. Um, it is, it's violent at times, but it's not like over. It's not crazy like gory or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it it does seem to try to go for the 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 winding ref and style, um, and it just doesn't work. And it plays like I said before it it's not there's no big surprises here. Like it, it the way it turns out is exactly how you expect. So I don't recommend it unless you're really itching for some uh, crazy knit Cage, in which case uh, yeah you'll get that. You will definitely get that. <laughs>
1: Uh, the only thing I, the only other thing I have talked about is the British movie. It always rains on Sunday. I, I don't think I talked about this last week, but I, uh, to-
0: I don't think so. No.
1: This is like a, a 1947 noir movie from from England from uh, Robert Hamer, and uh, I mean it's pretty straightforward in terms of this woman. Her fiance, she got the ring, everything. Then he disappeared. He's on the run. Boom, he gets busted. He's in prison. Cut to years later. She's married with kids, and bam, he escapes from prison and shows up at her door. And it's her trying to like hide him and feed him and get him like back out, you know, on the road or whatever, without her family noticing that he's in the house with them, right? Mm. So. Relatively straightforward, but the really interesting thing about this movie that I don't know if I've really seen that often is so much of this, of this film is spent with the other members of the family, like the husband, the daughters, and the son doing like their, they have like their own, uh, B side plots, right? Mm -hmm. So they're doing these things, you know, they're leaving the house, what they're doing when they leave the house, this and that other characters show up too that are involved in these B plots. And then at the end, like all those B plots, they just they're not resolved. Like (laughs) they don't they don't matter, you know, because like at the end it's just this guy running from the police because that was the main story all along, right? So it's just really interesting to see a movie that spends so much time developing all these like B side plot type things. And then just all of that being thrown out the window because now the police are finally chasing the guy that the main story is about, even though for much of the movie, it wasn't really the main plot line. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it was always there, but it was just like they periodically just popped in to be like, oh, he's awake now. Now he's eating. Okay. And then it would go back to the other stuff. So it was like the main plot was like a detour throughout the majority of the movie until you know you got the police chase and the police chase is phenomenal you know so most of it takes place in the uh like the um uh, like the train yards
0: is it so it's like a foot chase
1: oh it's a foot chase they're hopping on trains oh nice they're hopping off of trains they're cr- crawling under trains like at one point it kind of looked like uh they were using um like model trains mm. which had a cool look to it because mm-hmm. it's all you know black and white at night yeah you got all the steam and everything oh man it's everything that you would want
0: yeah this movie sounds awesome love the yeah this is love that cover too
1: yeah this is on uh criterion
0: cool check that out it's always it always rains on sunday
1: always every sunday and yeah. guess what in a movie sunday oh every
0: Sunday. man they, yeah nice themes thematic right <laughs> all right let's take a look and see what we have in theaters this week we got retribution which is a uh, liam neeson action thriller from the looks of it i thought he was done with that remember like several years ago he came out mm-hmm. and was like, "Yeah, I'm done with the action movies." And they just kept doing them. <laughs> it's like there wasn't even a break. He just kept he just kept doing it. It's not like when Soderbergh said he was retiring and then there was like a little there was like a brief period where he didn't do anything.
1: I think that it's easier said than done. You know, what I mean, like you can say, "I'm not doing those," and then the bills show up. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, no, shit, that's right. <laughs> I gotta
0: <laughs> do these. That's right. I forgot. I have to. Fuck, fucking mortgage. Goddamn. Yeah. You know when you, and also like when you hit that level of fame, like a, a Liam Neeson level, like you gotta, like your lifestyle has, like oh, yeah. you, know, you need to, you know, you can downgrade Ooh, yeah. to a certain degree, but certain degree. yeah, exactly. Yeah. the The expenses you have, I mean, when you're when you're that big, you're basically running a business. Like you are a business at that point. Like you have employees that you're paying yeah. and stuff. Anyway, Retribution, uh, I don't really know anything about it. It's probably super generically amnesian stuff uh, from the looks of it. Mm -hmm. We also have Gran Turismo coming out. (laughs) (laughs) From Gamer to Racer. That's the tagline. You guys couldn't come up with anything better than From Gamer to Racer? This is actually based on a true story. I mean, so, like, if they were gonna do... A Gran Turismo movie I think that this is kind of the the best way that they could do it I with that being said I I still think the movie doesn't look very good and I'm not really interested in it 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 looks looks yeah it it looks pretty bad Uh, so I don't think that I'll be bothering with it certainly not in the theater we also have bottoms coming out this one I am interested in although again I don't think that I really need to see that in the theater uh, that's pretty much it for theaters on VOD this week. Starting with the 22nd, we have The List. Uh, looks like a rom-com. We got Metalocalypse, Army of the Doomstar. Man, I'll tell you, 2023 is the, is the year of the Adult Swim comeback. We had the Aqua Teen movie. We got the Venture Brothers movie. And now we have the Metalocalypse movie. There you go you know i i knew that this movie was coming out unlike the venture brothers one i knew i knew about this one and i was like oh man i'm gonna do what i did with venture brothers and i'm gonna rewatch metalocalypse uh and i watched the first episode and i'm like oh man this does not hold up i'm not gonna be able to continue this (laughs) i never liked that show i i
1: I, get to it
0: i never like i never loved it like i did venture brothers but i always kind of enjoyed it But watching the first episode, I quickly realized, like, there's no way that I can binge this show. Like, there's just... It's so... It gets... The shtick is kind of... Like, every episode is kind of... Uses the same shtick. And I was just like, that's just no way. I'm not going to be able to do it. (laughs) Either way, I mean, I might check out the movie. It seems like it could be cool. Uh, We have gump the dog that taught people to love uh what <laughs> yeah dude i i saw this when i pulled up the list and i was like what is this gump the dog that taught people to love is it how you
1: spell gump is it gump? like, forrest like the-
0: gump forrest gump yeah like Forrest gump <gasps>
1: Man, there's nothing on... I'm typing that and I'm not getting anything on a Letterbox.
0: Yeah, it says, A feel-good story that highlights the need for friendship, family, and, for many, dogs in our lives. Told through the eyes of a stray dog called Gump. On a journey to find his way home to his owner, Gump encounters many challenges, meets new people, and makes a few canine friends along the way. Oh, Nice. I will I will say I will say this I've said this before just we need some people to make good dog movies like there's there's so few good dog movies you know just mm-hmm.
1: well this is a palate cleanser for those foul mouth dogs <laughs> from strays up a storm. yeah yeah,
0: just cussing up a storm I can't believe that just uh, disrespectful dogs yeah just those potty mouthed Nasty, nasty dogs. We also have Ashkal, the Tunisian investigation. We got Bootyology. Bootyology. (laughs) Bootyology. That is the name of the movie uh, that is coming out. On the 25th, we have The Admirer. We got Bank of Dave, The Dive. Uh, And I think that that is it for vod no oh,
1: jesus christ i'm looking at bootyology I <laughs> uh yeah no no ifs no ands only buts <laughs> the booty, booty boys the booty brian boys austin green. Brian oh,
0: austin green. wow brian austin green nice nice making a comeback big time with bootyology
1: incredible
0: Uh, As far as Netflix goes, I'm not really seeing anything of note here. On the 30th, we have The Great Seduction coming out. And that's pretty much it. On Blu-ray this week, got Weird Science coming out in 4K. That's on Arrow. Arrow previously released that. Um, This is just, I believe, just an upscaled version. Got the Nightmare Before Christmas coming out in 4K. We got Hackers coming out in 4K. This is a uh, this is a Shout Factory release, and they're also releasing. There's a Best Buy exclusive steelbook uh, of this, and the steelbook is really cool looking. So,
1: Best Buy still exists. Yeah, yeah, it does. Get out of here. Yep,
0: it it does indeed exist. We, wow. We have Knight of the Hunted coming out in 4K. That is an indicator series, limited edition legend of Zorro from 2005 coming out in 4k. Same with Elizabeth from 1998. We got coma from 1978 coming out a moment of romance from 1990. Uh, the rape of the vampires coming out in 4k that's from 1968. And that is also going to be a limited edition indicator series. Both that and night of the hunted are directed by, uh, John Rowland. We got pretty baby from 1978. That metalocalypse movie is also coming out on Blu-ray the blackening, which uh, I would recommend that. Give it a light recommend. You hurt my feelings, which I remember you thinking was was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I'd recommend that one.
0: Spirit Halloween. The movie. What? (laughs) That came out earlier this year. I think spirit, spirit, Halloween, the movie. Or maybe maybe it came out last Halloween. I don't remember. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. I, I did. I do see an anime here that I thought had an interesting title, and that's "Reincarnated as a Sword." <laughs> so, if you want to check out the complete collection of "Reincarnated as a Sword," uh, that's going to be on Blu-ray. Do you remember when anime was impossible to find here in the States? And if you wanted to buy anime, it was like $300 for like three episodes.
1: I I just remember like all imports being absolutely ridiculous trying to find things. But now it's just like we're overrun with anime. Oh
0: yeah, there's so much like with like even... I mean, not 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 even including like the the Blu-ray releases, which it seems like everything is getting a Blu-ray release over here oh, yeah. in the states. You have like Crunchyroll and Funimation, and even Netflix and Hulu are just dropping tons and tons of anime over here, and some oh, yeah. and some of them are even simulcast with uh you know with uh when they air over in Japan. So, geez, I mean, most most people listening to this are probably. Too young to remember, but back in the day, like if you were a, an anime fan, it was tough. It was tough finding stuff. Because... Dude, I remember. Do you remember when like Borders like first got a manga
1: section, and it was just like half a shelf, and it was just yeah. like oh, cool manga's showing up, and yep. then next thing you know, it's just good lord, yeah, it just
0: exploded. I yeah, I mean, I think that's really cool. Like when I, yeah. I I just remember when we first started getting into that, and like. There would be a very small selection of anime titles at at Borders, and they were all so expensive. Like the the DVDs that they had, they were so mm-hmm. expensive, and and it was never like a full season of anything either. It was always like three episodes of something. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, what about Criterion's this week?
1: Oh, we got one, and that's a box set. We got Bo Weiderberg's new Swedish cinema. Ooh which is, I think, four. Four movies from 63 to 69.
0: Nice. That sounds exciting. Oh, I'm actually looking here. I missed one. Hardcore is getting a new Blu-ray release from 1979. Definitely, definitely recommend checking out Hardcore. That's the Paul Schrader one. Hell yeah all right i think that's gonna do it for this week thank you so much for listening you can send us your questions and topics to podcast and filmpulse.net and if you could please consider giving us a review on your podcast platform of choice for kevin rakstraw my name is adam patterson we'll see you next week